step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. I bet you that music woke you up, didn't it? <laughs> Thank God for this morning. I'm sitting up here jamming to the music, man. Oof. Yeah, I jam too. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you all for joining us this morning and welcome, welcome, welcome to Reaching the Masses Media Ministry, Saturday morning, live with Jesus. You are listening to Evangelist Portia MacIver and Sister Stephanie Pritchett this morning. We are your hosts for this morning lesson, this four-week service um, series is on love the different kinds of love. We don't, as Americans, know what love means. We have no earthly idea. But God's word, of course, gives us the word, the meaning of love. There are four kinds that are recorded in the Bible. And these are the ones that we're bringing you these four weeks. So if you will bear with us this morning, go and get your cup of coffee, cup of tea, cup of milk, Whatever. You should be awake now and go with us today. Our word today is storge. But before we come with the word storge, we're coming with some announcements. Of course, this program is being sponsored by Webs by Steph. That's Webs. W-E-B-S by Steph. If you want a beautiful website, call or rather email Webs by Steph. And if you want to see what her work looks like, work that we can share with you, then go to reachingthemassesministry.com and go to thedivasinchrist.com and you will see her handiwork. Now these websites are by WordPress, 
and they are through HostGator. HostGator is a very good company. I'm giving them a shout out for y'all. I'm not getting paid for this. They're a very good company. If you need help, you can always call their people and they are right on the ball. So that's why we use HostGator with our website, our WordPress website. Also, if you need a WordPress blog, let her know also. So email websbysteph at gmail.com and let her know what you need, what you want, and you two can discuss that and get everything together that you need or want. Whether it's a church website, business website, she will let you know what she does. She's certified. This is not just somebody who does this, you know, on a slide or one of those people that can do everything and really can do nothing. No, she's certified. She went to school for this. She went to Danville Community College for this, and she's certified, y'all. So give her an email, drop her a note, let her know what you want, and we'll go from there. Um, I was taking shut-ins today, Tia Cook and Natasha Breeden continue to pray for both of them. Go to um, Natasha's site and um, what is that called? GoFundMe site and donate to her. God will bless you. Continue to pray for her and Sister Tia Cook. And God will bless you for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's all our announcements for right now. But we're coming to you today with the word storge. And I'm going to have Sister Stephanie to read um, if she's ready. Okay. And then we're going to come to you. To you. I'm sorry, y'all. That was my phone. We're going to come to you with a fun fact. So here's Sister Stephanie. Today we're doing Stork Gay Love. It's family empathy love. This love is natural between parents and children. Brothers and sisters, steady and sure, assured thing, sets flaws and faults. Committed, sacrificial, unconditional, cherishing one kindred type of love, fond to love, love tenderly. It's a complete love. This love isn't based on desire. It's also the foundational love. All right. Now, are we going to have a PDF for this? Yes. Okay. Now, after we get through, you can go and download this PDF. And she will have it ready. Give her about, what, until um, 1 o'clock? All right. Give her until 1 o'clock, then come back to the site. And the PDF will be there for your download. Also, if you want to re-listen to it, it would be played on YouTube. Um, our website at reachingthemassesministry.com um, on um, 
Facebook and on Periscope. All right. It's a Saturday morning, y'all. We live. Hallelujah. Brain working, but mouth say, hold up. <laughs> anyway, you hear what she says, store good. Store gay love is it's loving unconditionally. So it's sort of like agape. But it's the love between parents and it's the love between between parents and children, and it's the love between siblings. Perfect example, Sister Stephanie. Noah and his, his children. Noah and his children. That was called Storgay love. He loved them in spite of, they had all kinds of faults, y'all. They did all kinds of things. But when the rubber met the road, when God told Noah to go and build that ark, they were right there by his side. Even going through all of that with all of those stanky animals in that ark. I'm going to say God had to have had some super air freshener in that ark for them to survive. But they did. Even through all of that, his sons stuck by his side. After all, where were they going? We know the story of Noah, but that's not what we're here for, here for today. And not only that, but Noah's sons' wives, they stuck with the family. Noah's wife stuck right there with them. Even though they were being teased and ridiculed and building a boat, on land where it had never rained, yelling and witnessing and warning every day about it's going to rain. And they're being laughed at and tormented and ridiculed. Like I said, they stuck together and they did what God told them to do. That's one example. The other example is Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. That love between those two sisters and that brother couldn't have been broken by anything. When Lazarus died, Mary and Martha jumped on Jesus. When he finally came, and like I say, we're not here to go through that story today. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother time. But when Jesus finally came, hallelujah, they were upset. They were glad to see Jesus. They knew that he was the Messiah. They loved him, but they loved that brother. And that brother had gotten sick and died. And man, they lit in on Jesus. Jesus, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And he tried to explain to them what he had told them beforehand. Yeah, we know he's going to rise in the last days. You know how we women get. But he died, Jesus. He died. You let him die. And he saw the weeping of all the people. And Jesus himself cried. The Bible said, and Jesus wept. Because the people didn't understand what he told them. And they had no idea what he was about to do. 
but they loved their brothers so much that they dared. Hallelujah. Diss Jesus. Now you got to be bold. You got to be hurt if you go diss Jesus. You know, I guess that word is still out there. What do they use now? Yeah, they were so upset, but Jesus turned those tears into joy. Hallelujah. But they loved their brother so much. They were all three connected. They lived together. None of them were married, or if they had been married, their mates had died. They were two sisters and a brother that lived together. Children that were raised by parents and somehow ended up living together. They were not young people. But Lazarus got sick and died. And from my understanding, he was somewhere in his 40s, late 30s, 40s, you know, somewhere along in there. So that's not too early to die. People do it every day. But the thing about it is that those three people stuck together through thick and thin, through hard times and through good times. Amen. Hallelujah. They were like triplets. They weren't, but they were like triplets because they were the children of the same parents. And they had no other resource but to stick together. Amen. Hallelujah. And Jesus saw how they stuck together and how they loved one another. They had that storge love, the love between siblings or the love between the parent and the child. Hallelujah. They had become each other's parents. And they knew that they were each other's siblings and they had to rely on each other. That's the store gay love. Hallelujah. They loved one another in spite of. And we all know the story of who Mary was and who Martha was. Hallelujah. But they stuck together anyway with all of their faults, all of their sins. They stuck together and helped one another anyway. That's the store gate love. Now, that's two examples. But, sisters, <clears throat> I'm sorry, voice come back. <laughs> Sister Stephanie's definition gave you a more in-depth definition of the store gate love. Hallelujah. I just gave you some little snippets on it. Now, we're going to ask her to go back over it so that we can get into it just a little bit more deeper. Is that okay, Sister Stephanie? Okay. All right. Storge love, this love is natural between parents and children. Okay. She said, Storge love, this love is natural between parents and children. Uh, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, whether you're twins or just separate siblings, brothers and sisters, automatically love one another. Steady, it's a sure thing. It's a sure thing, a sure love. The world may turn their back on you, but your sibling won't. Your sibling usually will stick to you through thick and thin. They're going to be by your side. How many of us have had older siblings. Some of us had younger siblings. And someone bothered with you in school or in the neighborhood. And you say, I'm going to tell my brother on you. 
or I'm going to tell my sister on you. And you would do that because you knew that your brother or your sister were stronger than you were or you felt that they were. And you know that this person get ready to get whooped. You know you had their backup. You know that brother or that sister had your back. And you know that if they had to go out and get the whole neighborhood on that side, that that person who just picked on you was getting ready to get tore down or toe up from the flow up. Amen. Sister. This is a committed sacrificial. It's a committed sacrificial. Unconditional. Unconditional. It cherishes one kindred. Kindred? It cherishes one's kindred. It's prone to love, love tenderly. It's prone to love and love tenderly. It's a complete love. It's a complete love, which means they love you in spite of. They see you first thing in the morning, and you getting up, and you drool down your face. Hair all over your head. Rollers came out of your head. They smell you before you get in the bathtub or in the shower. But they love you anyway. This is what I would call the foundational love. This is what is called foundational love. The love that you first learn. Love. The love that you first love, learn when you come into this world. The first love is the love of the mama. See, the baby learns that mama first. She's the first one that holds that baby when that baby comes out of her womb. Now, yeah, it's the doctor who holds it upside down and spanks his little butt. I don't even know if they do that or not. But the first warm love that child feels is when that child is put on that mother's chest. And that child smells the mother's smell. That child can't see anything but blurred lights, you know. That's what it sees. But it recognizes that mama's voice. Because it's been inside the mother's womb for nine months that love has had a chance to develop. They have had a chance to hear her voice in happiness, in anger, in sadness, sickness but it knows her voice so when mama says oh my little baby look at him look at her <laughs> you see it there's a change in that baby and it's like I don't know what it's saying but there's a change that I've seen it when I had my daughter now my oldest son they put me to sleep y'all when I woke up they handed me this baby that was all cleaned up, face all swollen, looking like a little white Chinese. Yeah, Caucasian Chinese. Let me be politically correct. I'm saying, I looked at him, and I said, wait a minute, this is my baby. I was 16, y'all. I said, this is my baby. They said, yes, ma'am, that's yours. Y'all sure? But see, I was asleep. But then I looked at him, and I could look at him very hard. And I could see the resemblance of his father. I could see my lips. And then I looked at those ears. 
And that little pale baby had brown ears. I said, okay, he mine. And I held him to me, and I've held on to him for life. He's mine. He's 50 years old now. Like I said, I was 16. He's 50 years old now. And he's still my baby. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's like, that's a love. Wherever I went, he went. And I'll give you my daughter too. Because I don't know daughters are closer than sons. I'll give you my daughter. I had her... Um, without any medication, anything. I would not accept any medication because the child before her um, was born, well, wasn't born. She was stillborn. She died within my womb. So I was determined that this time, somehow in my 20-some-year-old mind, I was thinking if I was alive, I could have saved my baby. I named her Portia Ann. We buried her. And I grieved for so long. But then, a year, exactly a year later, and I say that to explain something, exactly a year later, February 13, 1972, Portia was born February 13, 1971, around 2.30 in the morning. Monica was born. February the 13th, 1972, exactly a year later, around 2-something in the morning. How that happened, I don't know. I always believed that my grief somehow caused God to change his mind and say, okay, I can't stand you crying, so I'm going to give you this child. I don't know what happened. I have no idea. It was not planned that way. I was so hurt. I wasn't trying to get a baby. You see what I'm saying? But when that baby came here and they told me, well, Ms. Um, Brown at that time, we can give you this and we can. I said, no, I don't want anything. Well, you may need, no, I don't want anything. This is going to be a natural childbirth. Yeah, when I started, whoo. I started several times to ask for something, but I was determined. Let me tell you something. A mother's prayers and a mother's determination are two things that are unbreakable. Satan himself can't stand up against it. Amen? The only person that can do anything with it is God, and that's because he's king of kings and lord of lords and stronger than anything. And his love was for me was stronger than my love for that baby. Amen. Hallelujah. But listen, when I finally, when she finally came into this world, she came in crying with that little cry. And they took her, cut the cord, and they put her up on my chest. She was a hot mess, and I was a hot mess. They didn't have to spank her or anything. She came here crying. Little old girly cry. And I swear the baby looked up at me, and I knew she couldn't see me. But I said, oh, she's looking at her mommy. Nurse said, no, she's looking at the lights. And I chose to believe that she was looking at, my, at her mommy, because she looked right dead in my eyes. 
I mean, right. She was not looking at those lights. She was looking in my eyes. And that's, I, I don't know what happened. I loved her before she got here. But after she got here, there was a bond that was unbreakable. And we have gone through hell and high water. And we still love one another. We have fought. Oh my goodness. We have separated. I don't want to see you no more. But we end up right back together. Give, give us a couple of weeks. We right back together. That's that storgate love. Any child. Let me tell you about my, my foster kids. I have had 58 foster kids. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I had to pause for that because sometimes I think about that and I can't believe that myself. At various stages of the life, some straight out the hospital, one day old, some straight out the hospital on breathing machines, some out of an orphanage or another foster home, and, and they had been abused and all of this, but a bond would form. And it's something about that mama. It's something about a child. Every child I ever had, ended up, they would come straight out of their home. And within three days, they were calling me mama, a mommy. A love forms between a child and a parent, even if that parent is in the place of the real parent, there's a bond that forms. My mom used to explain it this way. She said, if I feed you, you mine. If you put your foot under my table and sleep in my house, you're mine. And she's true, a bond forms. And that bond is unbreakable. Now, a lot of my children, I don't know where they are, but those that I do know where they are, yeah, that bond is still there. Because a lot of them went back to their parents. But those that didn't, those that I ended up taking in as my own adopting, the bond is still there. Amen. Hallelujah. That storge love doesn't mean that, oh, that's my child. They came from my body. No, it's that's my child. That's the one I'm taking care of. That's the one I'm responsible for. That's the one that depends on me for their very life. And that child knows that. And that's the one that loves you just like you are their biological parent. Amen. That parent love. And it even attaches to the siblings around them. They love them. They fight like cats and dogs. But when it comes right down to them and the other sibling needs help, they are there. Amen. Hallelujah. I've seen it time in and time out, y'all. That storge love doesn't have to be a biological love. It's a love that you have for someone that you depend on. A love that you have for someone that knows what you look like in the morning. That knows what you smell like when you come out the bath. There's an attachment that takes place there. Sister Stephanie used the word earlier, and I didn't understand it 
because it was a double negative with a positive. But the more I think about it, now I understand it. What was that word, Sister Stephanie? Um, it was impermanent. Impermanent. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying impermanent? And what did we say that meant? Um, uh, not, um, uh, fadeable. It's not temporary. Not fadeable. It does not fade away. It's not temporary. It's permanent. Impermanent. That's what the dictionary used, the word impermanent, which means it's unbreakable. That love is unbreakable. You see siblings to get mad with one another. Don't speak to one another 25 years. But when that time is over with, they see one another, and it's like, oh, my God, my sister. And they just break down. And all the years suddenly disappear. And they're right back where they were when they were little girls or when they were little boys. And they love each other just as much. That's that story gay love. No matter how angry you get to with one another, how long you're separated, you get back together and that same love is there. Hallelujah. It is completely permanent. Amen. Can't be broken personable. Hallelujah. You know them, they know you. There is something there in us on a spiritual realm that you get back together and it's like nothing ever happened. The forgiveness is almost automatic. Amen. And you step right back. You can go right back to playing or go right back to eating together. Or go right back to having a conversation about Sue down this road that used to wear hair in a certain way and you're still laughing at the same old jokes. That's that story gay love. And even with the mother, that mother can leave a child. Hallelujah. But when that child gets back with that mother, believe me, I know I was a foster parent. When that child gets back with that mother, even though they called me mommy and I knew they loved me, But when that parent comes back and they go back to that parent, you can see them as they're leaving. They're kind of halted between two loves. They don't want to leave me, but they know this is mama and this is where they should be. My heart is broken, yeah, but I know that they belong with their real mama. Hallelujah. And they know that. So when they're walking out, you can see the struggle there. And they walk out and they're looking back. But then they're looking forward. They look back. They look forward. Finally, they get in the car and they're looking through the window at me, but they're looking at Mama also. They're looking through the window at me and you can see the sadness and the tears and they're waving. But they're looking at Mama and they're smiling because they're glad to be back home. Struggle love is an art thing. Hallelujah. Once that's formed, either way it's formed, whether it's through love and being taken care of, being protected, or whether it's biological. It's a strange love because it does not end and it always trusts. 
My easy one of my father's foster kids can come in me or come around me now. Stay in my house and I feel perfectly safe. They feel perfectly safe. They will still call me mommy. It's automatically. They're grown and they still call me mommy. It's an automatic thing. My children are grown. Like I said, my oldest son is 50 years old and he still calls me mommy. Hallelujah. It seems strange sometimes. And I tell people, yeah, when my son sees me, he calls me mommy. When we're sitting there, and he'll say mommy. He doesn't say mama. He says mommy. That's all. That's the word he chose for me. Now, my oldest daughter, she calls me mama. Stephanie calls me mom. But they have a name for me that's their name for me. And I know their voices. I can be in a crowd of children and I know each one of my children's voices. Now the foster kids not so much because I've been away from them a while but my kids, yeah I can. I know their voices and if I hear them I'm saying there's Stephanie, there's Michelle, there's Monica, there's Kevin, there's Sean. Amen. That's that storge love, y'all. That personal love. You know who they are. Hallelujah. So, Stephanie, you have any more to say? Um, I just had scripture. Okay. Uh, honor thy mother and I. Wait. Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the days on the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Amen. Honor thy mother. And thy father, that thy days may be longer upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Amen. That may not be fun, but that's a fact. When you love your parents, whether they are your biological parents, or whether they are your foster parents, or your step parents, the one that raised you, the one that fed you, the one that wiped your nose, the one that changed your diaper, that's your parent. And the Bible says to honor them, to love them. And in that, there is a blessing. The Lord says so that, what was the rest of it? Oh. To that, love, honor your mother and your father. That, that, that thou days may be long upon land which the Lord thy God gave that thou <clears throat> days may be longer mm -hmm. upon the land that the Lord, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So you see, it's not only about mama, it's about daddy too. And I dwelt on mama because nowadays a lot of daddies aren't around. But that does not mean that daddy does not love you. Oh, I can give you stories about that too. Daddies love their children. Yes, they do. And if given half a chance, when daddy comes back into your life, give him a chance to prove that though he made a mistake, he still loves you. Amen. Though he made a mistake, he's not going to harm you. Amen. It's something about that love. Sometimes we, we are taken aback because we, we were saying, well, where were you? When this happened, and where were you when Mama had to go through that? Where were you?
But you know, after the hurt and pain and the forgiveness is over, that's daddy. How do I know? That was my life. My daddy left at four, when I was four years old. Not going through the whole story, but he came back. But when he came back, there was no use. Enough said. So dad went on with his life. And I missed him. I longed for him. But after a while, he faded away. The love never faded away. But I knew that that was my daddy. And I knew that there was a love that I had for him and he had for me. I remember the kindness. Don't ask me how I remember all that. But I remember the kindness of him. I remember a cologne he used to wear. I don't know what it was. But there was a smell that was always in my head. And I knew it came from my daddy. But when we got back together, my grandfather passed. My mother went to my grandfather's funeral. And she gave my father, my biological father, my telephone number. And he contacted me. And we got together. And from that time, when I was 36, until he passed away at, what, 85, 86. And that was a long time, y'all. It was not too many days that passed that I didn't talk to him. Amen. We even got him a Facebook account. He knew nothing about the computer. But we got him a Facebook account. Then I found out that I was one of ten because my father had gotten married again. And, you know, things happened during the years, and I was one of ten. You know, my daddy didn't stop until he got all ten of us together. I found out also that I had an older sister. For years, I thought that I was the oldest. Didn't know I had other siblings on my daddy's side. But when we reconnected, I found out that I was one of 10. And it about blew my mind for a while there. But then after I began to meet each one of them, one by one, I fell in love, y'all. I love every one of all nine of them. Hallelujah. And I see Daddy in all of them. There are two of them. Kathy, Cassie, and Katie. Good Lord, the three of us are so much alike. Well, we're so much alike because Katie had gone on to be with the Lord. She said she was saved and she ended up sick and she went on with the Lord. You know, they did surgery and yeah, her heart went through a lot with that um, kidney and with all the dialysis and stuff. Her yeah, and high blood pressure and diabetes. Yeah, she went through a lot. So, you know, the Lord just took her on home. Her work was here, done here. Because she's the one that went to my father on his dying bed and made sure that he received the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Her work was done here. I miss her. Every time I open my mouth, I hear her voice. But then there's Cassie. Ha <laughs> ha. 
Cassie and I, yeah. When I first met Cassie, I looked at her. I said, that's my sister. I knew her. Then there was Tara. I said, that's my, oh my God, she got my fat cheeks. Neither one of us at that time was that big. But we had those chubby cheeks. And I knew those, those big eyes. But they were sexy eyes, you know. And you could open your eyes and they're big and sexy. But then when we're relaxed, our eyes are half, I call them half sleep or romantic eyes. All three of us girls got those eyes. Katie had those eyes also. So they had to come from my father. Amen. Hallelujah. I love my mother. I do. Hallelujah. Though she's not with me, but then she is with me. Because when I look in the mirror, I see Iola MacIver, but I also see John MacIver, even in my hair. One side of my hair is my mother's texture. Hallelujah. Soft. Curly. The other side of my hair is my father's texture. Dense and thick. Now imagine having a head of hair like that, y'all. Mm. But I am my parents' child. And I love both of them. Thank God they both got saved. So when I leave here in the rapture, and I go on the other side to be with Christ, I'm going to see them. Amen. Hallelujah. And the good part about it is that I'm going to see Katie, hallelujah, because she was saved. Cassie and Tara are women of God. So in the rapture, I'm going to high-five them, hallelujah, because we're going up together. And yes, every day I'm sending something to them, a word of God or something to encourage them. That's what siblings do. Amen. Hallelujah. There is a love between those parents, those children. Even Donnie. I haven't seen Donnie in years. He has a habit of disappearing every now and then. But when he comes back, I know Donnie's voice. All he has to do is say, hello, Portia. And I know who he is. I know his voice from Tyrone. Tyrone's voice is just like my daddy. But Donnie's voice is like daddy, but a lot stronger. Donnie has a Strong voice, real strong. So does Tyrone. But it's, it's something about Donnie, and there's a connection there. We have the same daddy, so there's a connection there. I know Donnie. Donnie has a way of saying, hello, Portia. He says my name in a certain way, and I know this, Donnie. I will always know this, Donnie. And I'll say, Donnie, where you been? Boy, you need to get it together. Oh, man, I don't call him boy anymore. You need to get it together. You need to stop disappearing. Well, you know, I got my own life for sure. Yeah, he's right. And we get back together. We talk, 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 talk. talk. Yeah. Same thing with Tyrone. Tyrone's around. But when Tyrone calls, Tyrone's very proper. He's out of New York. He's very proper. But when he says my name, I know that's Tyrone. Hallelujah. Same thing with Cassie. Cassie has a habit of saying, you guys. And the way she says it is so cute. But I know this, Cassie. Amen. 
Same thing with Tara. When I hear Tara's voice, I know that's her. She can be in a room full of people. Now, we were not raised up together, but we've been introduced. And we've been together now for a long time. We've been around each other for a long time, talking back and forth to one another. I know my siblings, just like I know my siblings on my mom's side. Elsie, oh, by the way, I'm not just one of 10. I'm one of 12. Yeah, there are 12 of us all together. Between my mom and dad, there are 12 of us, 12 of us so there's a dozen. But anyway, I'm, I'm taking too long in all of that. But I'm trying to explain the story gay love. Don't know how much time I have. Okay. But I have two sisters um, born to my mom. We were raised up together. Now, the rest, the other nine, we were not raised up together. But actually, we're being raised up together now because we're getting to know one another now. We know one another now. And we're just as close as my other sisters are that my mom had. Amen. Hallelujah. I will go to war with somebody for them just as well as I would the ones who I was raised up with. Amen. I will help those, the others. As much as I will, the ones who I was raised up with, with my mother. Hallelujah. Now I have Elsie and I had Cynthia. Cynthia has passed on to be with the Lord. She was a child of God too, but she passed on to be with the Lord. But Elsie and I are, are still living. I'm the oldest of my mother's child, children, and Elsie is the youngest. And... I don't know. There's a bond between Elsie and I that is so strong. She reminds me of mom in so many ways. And she says the same thing to me. She said, you are just like mom. You are Iola MacIver's daughter. And I know I agree with it. I see her in the mirror, you know. But the thing about it is that I love all 12 of my siblings. There's no difference. They are mine. Hallelujah. We have different mothers, but this, we have, how can I put this? The nine have the same father as I do. Elsie and Cynthia had the same mom, but I love them all the same. Because guess what? They're all a part of me. Amen. Because John and Iola MacIver were my parents. Though John is the father of uh, Kathy, Cass, Cassie, Katie, Tara, Melissa, Donnie, Tyrone, Catherine. I'm sorry, is that timing? Okay, not here to beat y'all. I don't want to go over the time. But all the nine of us, he's still part of Elsie and Cynthia also. Because my dad was one of those kind that said, you know what? If you some kin to my daughter, then you are mine also. He took them like his own. When I talked to him after I was 36 year old, he said, well, I claimed them as my own. He said, my wife had them, so they mine. And that just did something to me. That put a special love in my heart for my father. Amen. He had a storge love for children that were not even his biological. But because his wife had them, and he had a 
love for her, that they automatically became his. Amen. Hallelujah. But that storge love is something, y'all. Hallelujah. It is a love that is so strong, the bond is so strong, that it cannot be broken. And even death does not break it. Because with Katie being gone, she's passed on into eternity. I still love her. I still hear her voice. I still feel her, you know? Storge love is a strong love. Now, last week we had Philea. That's a strong love also. At the end, you're going to see how all of these connect. Sister Stephanie, did you have any other words? Okay, we already gave you the fact, whether you like it or not, it may not be a fun fact, but God says to honor your mother and your father, whether they're natural, step, biological, whatever. Honor your mother and your father that your days may be longer upon the earth which the Lord thy God giveth you. That's a fact, Jack. That's the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You've been listening to Reaching the Masses Media Ministry. Saturday morning live. Our topic has been Storge Love. I'm sorry, y'all, I came on jamming this morning, but I then I got serious because I wanted you to know about that Storge Love. And my life, hallelujah, is a perfect example, hallelujah, with my children of that Storge Love. And what I went through in my life and my siblings and my children, hallelujah, it's a perfect example of that storge love. Can't be broken, y'all. Even beyond death, it can't be broken. Hallelujah. We'll see you next Saturday, or rather, we'll see you tomorrow with Sunday morning services live. On the same platform that you're on now. Um, and hope you join us tomorrow at 12 noon for our Sunday morning live services. And see you next week, hallelujah, at this same time at 11 a.m. for Saturday morning live with Jesus. Because see, this word is coming straight from God, hallelujah. We wouldn't do it anywhere else, hallelujah. Jesus loves you, so do I. Hallelujah. Sister Stephanie, you have any final words? Uh, have a blessed day. <laughs> All right. How many more minutes or seconds do we uh, have? We're done. All right. She says we're done. <clears throat> Haven't heard block talk yet. But she says we're done, so we're done, y'all. I love you. Jesus loves you. And if you don't know Christ for the pardoning of your sins, get to know him today. Because guess what? He has an agape love for you. You understand, as we beginning, or as we continue in this subject of love, hallelujah, you'll begin to understand. Come on here every Saturday, hallelujah. And if you missed the first one, go on our website at reachingthemassesministry.com and you'll find it on there. And we're going to start putting this thing on um, some other platforms, some, uh, what do we call them, podcasts, because, anyway, we'll tell you about that later on. You know, you don't give the devil none of your plans. You keep him out of your plans until you're right in them, 
And by that time, it's too late for him to do anything with it. But pray for us, and we'll pray for you. God loves you. Have a great Saturday. Hallelujah for you Sabbath-worthy persons out there. Have a great Sabbath. Amen. To the Jews, have a great Sabbath. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for our president and pray for our family, my family, and we will pray for you all. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this program today. Keep us, hallelujah. Keep us safe, hallelujah. Bless us, Lord. Lord, we pray and we proclaim today, hallelujah, that by faith, your favor surrounds us each and every day of our lives. We are blessed, hallelujah, of the Lord and highly favored. See you tomorrow, saints. No, we'll see you live tonight at 7 p.m. for our nightly prayer. God bless you. Have a great day. See you tonight and tomorrow at 12 noon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.